When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Helena Hart. Welcome to the Master Your Magnetism podcast, where I help you create the life and relationship you've always wanted. Today, I'm so excited to be talking with Marcy Newman again. Welcome, Marcy. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Helena. I am so thrilled to be here. I love every conversation we ever have, and it always leaves us wanting for more. And I'm sure this one will not disappoint us. I know we can just talk forever about some of these really important (laughs) topics. For those of you who aren't familiar with Marcy, she's an integrative intuitive counselor, certified hypnotherapist, author, creator of award-winning healing products, and the founder of Self Love University. She also hosts a show on HeartShift TV, and she helps people learn where they're energetically stuck and teaches them how to release toxic, stuck energy and open their hearts to build lasting self-love that helps keep you coming back to your authentic self. And that's what my podcast is all about. So this is going to be great. Today, we're talking about why knowing the energy of your beliefs is essential for self-love and for a successful, healthy relationship that lasts. I know we could just talk for hours and hours on this topic, Marcy. I'm so looking forward to hearing all of your thoughts on this. So let's dive in. What's the first thing you have to say? on this topic? Well, I think um, why this topic, first off, is so important is that rarely do people examine the energy that they are experiencing. And even fewer still do people recognize that that energy is actually what is creating the experience that they're having in this moment. So we are here to Well, to do a couple of things. Number one is, of course, to re-educate because we have all been programmed, right, to have certain beliefs about who we are, what we're doing here, um, our relationships, our love relationships, what they should look like, how they should unfold, all of that. And without really truly understanding the energy of our beliefs and association with what it is that we're trying to create, we will never be successful. It's so so true. I just always talk about how it's the energy behind where you're coming from that's important, not the exact words you're saying. I hear from people who are creating vision boards and reciting affirmations every morning, and they're just not attracting what they want, especially in their love life, because the energy of their beliefs are actually working against them. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, too. I forgot to mention we're actually broadcasting this episode live on Bullhorn today. So hi to Tiffany, Maya, Diana, and everybody in the chat. Let us know any questions you have and we'll get to those at the end. But Marcy, do you see that as well? People who are trying to say and do all the right things, but their beliefs are really holding them back? Yes, I do. And I first want to say to our audience, I have full understanding about where you are. I get it. And I have such great compassion for you because I 
I, I know how frustrating this can be. You feel like you're doing all the right things, right? And, and you're so um, determined that you're going to create this wonderful life and love um, experience, and yet you keep feeling like you're falling short. So what really needs to happen is, well, what I said before, this is a time where we are here to re-educate ourselves. And there is no shame in that. We, for much of our lives, have been led astray because we haven't been given the instruction nor the tools to understand ourselves as energetic beings. Without that information, we go well from um, possibility to possibility to possibility. Mm. Like you said, you know, we're doing the intentions, we're doing the vision board, we're doing this. And yes, those are wonderful opportunities. However, they, again, will remain unfulfilled without you now stepping into your true power. And that power is as a creative being that has at its basis pure energy that's just waiting for your command. So, yeah, we have to start to connect all the dots, right? We've, we've all, you know, worked and, and read and done this and done that. But now we have to connect the dots. And what that means is that we need to take a deeper dive, a deeper inner journey. And I talk about this often as being this journey of intimacy into me see. Because very often people, even when they hear that word intimacy, they immediately think that it has to do with their relationship to another. And it really has to do with our relationship to self so that we can be more present in a relationship with others. So this whole understanding of us as energy beings requires that we journey within and we learn to identify the symptoms, the signs, the signals that our energy is askew. And that's why we're not getting the results that we're looking for. Absolutely. I see that so often in the women in my community. And of course, men experience this as well. My audience here on my podcast is mostly women. But of course, this works for everyone. I've seen it in myself too, when you just want something so badly that it, it's almost painful. Because like you said, you're going from possibility to possibility and getting disappointed over and over again often. I'd love to talk about what that looks like or feels like the energy of your beliefs when they're not working for you. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I, I think I think you really just hit the nail on the head. So, you know, when you said, you know, that that whole feeling, right, of being, um, you feel like there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. You feel like you have missed the mark, and so it must be your fault. And what happens is energetically you start to take yourself into a downward spiral the moment that that whole process really starts to kick in. But let's say, for instance, you are trying so hard, like you just said, wanting so badly that it hurts. And 
what often happens when you see happy couples, you become envious. Well, guess what? Envy can only create other energy just like itself. So if you have this envy towards happy couples around you, one of two things are going to happen. You will continue to create more energy of being envious within yourself that then is reflected in the world outside of you. Or you will have people who will come into your life to sort of co-host that energy of envy. When we start to really embrace the fact that all things are working in our favor, then we begin to be able to embrace our experiences for what they are here to teach us, what they are here to reflect back to us, not for reasons of, you know, persecuting us or punishing us, but just to offer us yet another possibility yet another opportunity. But what happens is this. We come with such depth of our own experiences um, where we've had disappointments, where we have felt that we've fallen short or perhaps scenarios where we felt that we were disrespected and not cared for and not loved the way that we wanted to be or deserved to be. Well, all of that energy starts to stockpile within us. Mm -hmm. And all energy needs to be fed. And so its purpose is to find opportunities to be fed because that is the life cycle of energy. We know, for instance, with the law of attraction, right? All energy is seeking out other energy just like itself. It wants to be fed. It wants to stay alive. But that energy is not maniacal. It's not there to um, sabotage us. It simply is there because we have projected it and fed it. And so it continues to want to be fed because it thinks that you want it to stay alive. So we start to really recognize that simple things, noticing, for instance, that you're feeling envious, noticing that every time you see another couple, you know, happy, you know, beautiful wedding pictures like yours, I've loved so much seeing <laughs> on Facebook, you know, seeing all the evidence of these really happy and healthy relationships, and we start to get resentful. There is only one thing that can happen, and that is that that resentment will reach for other energy just like itself, and it will be recreated in your experience over and over and over again. And then here's what happens. The energy then, because it's not being fed with true light, like the higher vibrational frequencies of pure love, it becomes dense energy. And so what we need to remember is that energy, every energy frequency has a certain ability or capability, capacity to create based on that frequency. 
And this, again, we look at, you know, really connecting the dots of the law of attraction. So if us feeding that energy is creating a greater impact in our experiences, there's only one way that we can start to remedy this. Number one is to see it, to recognize it. Number two is to accept that that is where we are in that moment. And this is where I think self-forgiveness is absolutely essential when we're talking about energy beliefs. Because here's the choice. You can be beating yourself up over the fact that you're envious. Or you can say, I understand that envy. I understand that it's because I feel like I'm looking at love from the outside in and I'm not connected to it. I can understand that, but I can also remember that I am the creative force of all of my experiences, which means I can also change it. So what happens is that we remind ourselves that there's an altered, an alternative energy that we can start to tap into. Absolutely. That is so powerful. I love everything you're sharing there. And we talked more about this in our last podcast episode on how to stop your ego from sabotaging your love life and stop abandoning yourself. We also did one on the energy of self-love where we went really in depth on this. The energy of envy is so detrimental. And I see other ones too, like the energy of disappointment or discouragement or people who say things like, there are no good men out there. I'm so frustrated with all the guys I'm attracting. I see it so often in the comment sections of some of my videos on YouTube. Do you see that as well? Oh my goodness. And of course, and then the belief of not being worthy, not being enough, to me is the most corrosive energy that we have because what it does is it actually erodes the relationship that we have with our higher self. The part of us that already knows who we are, knows that we are these incredible beings and that we have the power to create anything that we really want to experience. So I think what's really important is for us to start to recognize again that all of these energies right that we talk about association with um uh not being worthy not being enough not being valuable they're also tied to enculturated beliefs where they feed energy associated with perhaps energy of divorce. Okay, we start to see these tentacles, and how they're all associated, energy pertaining to sex, or the energy, for instance, of experiences that your upbringing tells you that you should feel guilty or shameful of. 
this is where we really start to recognize the impact here is is so overwhelming in terms of what it has the possibility to sabotage. We must reclaim the truth of our being because it also has the possibility, the capability, the capacity to create what we want. So rather than sabotage, we could be at the top of the world experiencing everything our heart is yearning for. That is so true. How would someone start to do that? Let's say they're stuck in one of these energies of disappointment constantly or feeling discouraged, frustrated, envious of people who do have what they want. How do you start shifting into a different energy so those beliefs can start working for you in really any area of life? So I think, you know, what's important is that we must love ourselves enough to accept that whatever that energy is that has the capacity to sabotage us often comes from influence outside of us. It's not even so much that we buy into it wholeheartedly, that it came from our personal experiences, but these outside influences and the teachings of others through their their stories, right? Where they have every expectation that their story is going to be the same as our story. And what we need to remember is that we're sovereign beings. We are here for our own experiences. And as such, we need to start to weed through you know, all of this outside influence. And we need to, again, keep reconnecting inside over and over and over again until that relationship with the self becomes so strong that we're not so easily swayed. I know in every conversation that I have with my clients, there is always some story about something that they've experienced and has been, you know, growing in evidence because those around them have talked about the same thing happening. Mm. And so there's this constant reinforcement of false, of a false belief. Because just because somebody else had an experience, it doesn't mean we are going to have that experience. We don't know what their soul's purpose is here. We don't know what their soul needs in order for them to expand and grow. We don't know the agreements that have been made between those souls. We don't know <clears throat> any of this. All we know is that when we go inside and we start to experience ourselves as energetic beings, we become immediately empowered to create our own experiences. So, you know, and I'm sure you've experienced this as much as I have, you know, you're in a group of women and all of a sudden they start to beat up on men. Like you said earlier in the program, all men do this, all men do that. Um, you can never trust them. All they want is one thing. Well, what will we have in terms of relationships 
if we perpetuate that. Mm -hmm. We must take responsibility. We're the ones who actually are creating that scenario because all of that energy, which is so emotionally based, is going out and it does only one thing. It brings more of it back to you because it believes that you want more. It never judges. It doesn't see right or wrong, good or bad. So let's say even that you look at your own relationship that you're trying to heal from. And you see that person as 100% responsible for your pain. If you are negating that this relationship was born through you as well as that other person, then you will continue to repeat the creation of relationship until you finally resolve that. That's the law of the land. That's universal law because everything is always working in our favor. And the favor is this, and I don't want anyone to um, take offense to this because I know a lot of people say, what are you talking about? It's not certainly not working in my favor there. But when we realize that we are this, these energetic beings and we are a soul here to experience love, a higher love, then we must also trust that everything that comes into our energy field is there to give us a choice, an opportunity. Because all experience is based on free will, it's our free will as to which energies we choose to bring in. Now, if we want to bring in all that energy from our last conversation with our girlfriends where we were trashing men, we will be looking through that lens and we will be looking at the man that is across from us that is there perhaps on a first date and we will be looking for the evidence that they were right. Absolutely. It's so true. I think our brains are kind of hardwired to want to be right. So then we can say, oh, I was right to not trust men. I was right to keep my guard up. And this can happen in any situation. It's so true. I see a great question in the chat from someone who says, usually the guys I'm most interested in don't like me back because it's hard for me to relax and fully be myself around them. Tips on how to shift this. <laughs> this is something I hear all the time. I would love to get your take on this, Marcy. It's the men that we attract aren't the ones we're attracted to. But then there's a couple guys we really like and we can't fully be ourselves and open up. And of course, no connection gets created if we're blocking or relating to them authentically that way. I would love to hear your thoughts on this question, Marcy. Yeah, and it's such a great question. I want yeah. to thank whoever brought that forward. So, all right. Your question is indicative of your belief. And again, I'm, I'm saying this with so much love and compassion for you. It's indicative of your belief that every time you meet a man who you really like, they will not like you back. So what I want you to do is back up for a moment and ask yourself, why would I have that belief? 
So on the surface, you might say, well, it's because that's all I've experienced. But what's under that energetically? What's under that energetically must be the energy of this fear of not being lovable, of not being likable, of not being worthy, of not being appreciated by another. So energy never lies. Never. It is the purest form of communication. But what we also need to remember is that energy is actually, when we see the results like that, what we're seeing is the results of an energy formula. All beliefs are born of energetic combinations. Combinations, like I said before, your own experiences, your personal history, which includes your cultural beliefs, your religious beliefs, your um, societal beliefs, all of that is included there. And the outside influence, right? So the belief is the result of the perpetuation of the energy of those combinations. So what I would also ask that you do is you start to perhaps look at some of the beliefs that are coming from outside of you, but other than from the men who appear not to like you. Because I can guarantee you that there are men who are waiting, ready, and able to not just like you, but love you. But as long as you perpetuate the belief that every time you meet a man who you really like, he's not going to like you, you will have created the lens, number one, where you will be looking for evidence of that. But number two, you'll be solidifying the belief. And that belief will send energy out into the universe to bring back more experiences in the form of evidence and in the form of giving you exactly what you have projected out. So how do we, how do we shift this? Number one, it's essential that you take this inner journey, this journey of intimacy into me see. And I know how challenging it can be. I know that there are going to be times where you're going to have these aha moments and it's going to feel like your heart's going to break. You're going to cry and you're going to say, oh my God, I've been carrying that for so long. Well, what I've experienced with my clients is that they've had a whole lifetime of sometimes even coming to the edge of that. And they have pivoted to avoid it, so afraid of the pain, not realizing that the pain that they are experiencing by perpetuating it is more painful than those momentary release of those energies that have really been waiting to be released because you're here to experience love. You're here to be in relationship with love itself. 
So love is always beckoning to you. It's always calling to you. So, you know, I talk, uh, and, and I have a, a course about this. It's spiritual accountability is not one where we are like pointing the fingers at ourselves. It's one where we truly start to take responsibility, letting go of, you know, the blame and shame of others, letting go of, you know, blaming them for not liking you when in truth, and they're not conscious of this, obviously, in truth, they're there because the energy that they received said, this is what you wanted. It's mind-boggling. That's so interesting. Yeah, it really is mind-boggling. This is what you wanted. The energy, it's just feeding off of it. So it doesn't make decisions like this is a healthy thought. Keep thinking this. This one doesn't feel so good. Leave this one alone. It just yeah. feeds on itself. Is that what I hear you saying? Correct. So because, again, you must remember the universe doesn't judge. There's no right or wrong, no good nor bad. It simply responds to you. So if this is your experience over and over and over again, the experience is simply a response to the energy that you're projecting. So we need to, we need to again, take that journey inside and say, okay, what am I willing to give up? How much of it am I willing to give up? Because I know it can be scary to give that whole thing up and, you know, start to project a whole new belief system that you're going to meet somebody and he's just not going to be able to get enough of you because you haven't experienced it yet. So what I find is such an incredible accelerator is simply to start asking, well, what if? What if what Marcy and Helen are talking about is really true? And what if I could trust what they're saying may indeed be a remedy? What if I can start to recognize these energies as they're rising up and without judging myself, I can offer myself something else. Number one, I'm telling you, Compassion for self is so powerful. Number two, start giving yourselves the energy that you want that man to deliver, to share with you. Start being tender with yourself instead of beating yourself up. Start being generous with yourself and how you feed yourself the energy of love. Start to you know, recognize you're starving yourself of love. That's why this keeps happening. Because the moment that he doesn't like you, you beat yourself up again. And you say, see, I'm not, I'm not likable. I'm not lovable. Mm. I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. How can I possibly compete with someone like you? who's got this gorgeous husband who has this, you know, beautiful, magical existence, experiencing love on such a high level. How this, how can I compete with you? Well, you don't need to because that's not your love. I'm telling you, your love is waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you who has to raise yourself up out of that muck 
and into the realm where that love is number one, waiting to show itself to you. But guess what? It's also accessible to you because it's not accessible in the muck. Helena, could you have ever, you know, like met your husband in your muck that you were in before? Oh, definitely not. I actually talked about that in the last podcast episode I posted on how to heal your inner child and emotional wounds. I said it was night and day trying to date before healing some of these things versus actually going in and doing that self-love and healing work. I actually worked with my own therapist or counselor. Mm -hmm. And then once I was ready, went online, met him within 24 hours. And it was the easiest, <laughs> most amazing unfolding. But yeah, before that, it was just like one disappointment after another, but it really was all coming from inside of me. It was just more momentum of what I had going on on the inside. Yeah. So she wrote back in, actually, she said, thank you so much. Recently, I went on a date with a guy I was interested in and he told a friend, he asked me out because he thought I was really cute, but that he didn't feel anything on the date. So mm -hmm. it's exactly what you said. Yeah, it's just perpetuating over and over. And I believe I've heard this question from this woman before. So I think this is probably something that's been going on for a long time, right? Do I have that right, Emily? Any thoughts on that, Marcy? Absolutely. Because what I want Emily to know is that she's really a successful creator. Mm -hmm. That was success. So now let's become successful to create something that's going to bring you joy. You know you can do it. You see it over and over and over again. That, that man met you where you were energetically. He knew, and again, this is not a conscious thing, but what he knew was that that's what you wanted from him, to not like you. So what happened was when you were together, you energetically cut that off. You cut off the possibility of him liking you, even though that's why he asked you out, <laughs> as, as has every other man who has ever asked you out. He was attracted right. to you. He liked you. That's why he asked you out. But what right. happens when we're so intent in perpetuating it, we put up, we actually contract our energy. We pull it in so that they cannot feel us because we can't feel us. Oh, that is powerful. And it sounds like that's the experience she had. He didn't feel anything on the date, even though he was attracted to her. So yep. it's really all about connecting to ourselves and our own self-love, our own desires. And I love that shift of actually you're a very powerful creator rather than I can't get this right. I'm creating this over and over again. Yeah. Actually, I'm a really powerful creator. So if you can just shift this energy, you can start to create something different. That's really That's right. powerful. Yes. Coming from a place of power rather than a place of powerlessness like this just keeps happening to me over and over. So I hope that was helpful. We have another comment in the chat from Angela. She says, I experienced a shift when I let go of the pressure to be liked by the men that weren't giving me the attention I desired. Then this amazing man shows up who's giving me so much adoration. I'm learning to embrace it. But yes, there are men out there ready. I love that. Thank you so much, Angela, for sharing that. It's exactly how it works. She says, it's been beautiful to watch what happens when you call in the energy. So that is great. But I want to emphasize, you're allowing an exchange. 
So again, if we go back to Emily, it's because there was no energy exchange that he couldn't feel any opening. And I call this, he couldn't feel a place for his love to land. What we are looking for, because we are the energy of love, and this is, this is a great topic, we are the energy of love, so we innately have a need to love. What that means is that we need to search out the best place for our love to land. You know, we kind of have it, you know, sort of ass backwards, right? We think we're out there looking for someone to love us. No, mm -mm. not in truth, not in reality. In reality, we're looking for a place for our love to land. And when we find that, that perfect place for our love to land, it automatically is reciprocated because the frequencies are a match. That is so interesting. I know you have a whole course on that too called <laughs> Find Love Now, right? And also your yeah. self-love starter kit, which is hugely popular with my audience. Yeah. And you have a very deep discount for women in my community. So we'll definitely talk about that at the end for those who want to go deeper. Emily wrote back in. She said, I will say there are a lot of guys pursuing me still. At least I have evidence of both. <laughs> I ask these questions because I always like to improve and learn. Yeah, such a fantastic question. Thank you so much for asking. I mean, I don't know a single person on this planet who has not experienced that. The people that they attract are not the ones they're attracted to. And then they kind of have one or two people on a pedestal. They really hope this is the one that's going to love them or something like that. And it just doesn't work out because of what we're talking about here. I love what you said. There's no place for that love to land. So I think what I hear you saying is the more you ramp up your own self-love and self-worth and the more you value yourself does, is that what creates the space for the love to land? Or what is it exactly that creates this connection where the right person recognizes you as the one they want to pursue and just comes right in? So what happens when we are adopting this um, self-love lifestyle, where our in whole intention every single day is to show up authentically, is to do the best job that we can do being fully expressive of our truth, what happens is we start clearing out all this dense energy because all the light of that truth starts coming forward. And I want our audience to think for a moment. Imagine that there is this um, helicopter landing pad and all of the debris from these toxic energies that have been sabotaging you, all of those dense energies have, you know, just piled on top of that helicopter pad, okay? And yet, you can see this helicopter is hovering. It is looking for a place to land, but there's so much debris. There's so much of this toxic energy that until somebody clears it, it can't land. So what we do when we adopt this self-love lifestyle is we are allowing the light of our truth, our true nature, the, the soul, which is pure light, to rise to the surface. And this is what happened with um, our other um, comment that we just heard from. The moment she shifted in herself was when men started to respond to her differently. And this is the reward 
of a self-love lifestyle. It clears the landing pad. You don't even have to say, oh, I better move that or I better move that. It happens organically because as the light rises, okay, it actually dissolves the dense energy. The dense energy can finally get what it needs. Dense energy needs light in order to become a frequency of light. And as I say, particularly when we're looking to create love, honey, we want it to happen in the speed of light. Mm -hmm. So we have suffered enough. So as we raise our vibrational frequency, we are clearing that helicopter pad and that helicopter is going to land. No more hovering. It's going to find its mark. And if we can keep reminding ourselves, oh, yeah, in that experience, I must have been sending out this energy. Oh, in that experience, I must have been sending out that energy without judging ourselves, without placing conditions or expectations, simply shift the energy. What are we going to reach for? So, again, the more that we can recognize where we are, what is the predominant energy that we're projecting out there? Are we shaking our heads yes when our girlfriends are trashing men? Then guess what? We can, we can be assured that's what's coming back to us. So there's also another aspect I'd love to speak to um, briefly. I'm, I'm just kind of seeing it in my peripheral vision about, you know, when we have relationships that have gone awry, when, like Emily, so many disappointments, right, not getting what she wants and needs from men, forgetting that she actually is getting it, um, we have this grieving to do. We have this letting go of the sorrow. And many times women... Um, again, they're embarrassed about it, they're ashamed about it, and so they don't allow themselves to let go of that energy that's associated with loss. And one of the things that I'd like to share with our audience is that, um, I and I know that you have felt this too, like I can actually feel that energy sometimes mounting and like wanting to show itself. So something will come up and I'll find myself getting teary-eyed. When I recognize that, then you might laugh, but I actually schedule myself crying time. Hmm. I'll take a Saturday. Saturday morning is one of my favorites. And I will, you know, bring my coffee into bed. Maybe I'll watch a sad movie or go through photographs. Maybe I'll do some journaling um, <clears throat> where I'm letting that energy of sorrow out. And I let myself cry. And then afterwards, I will make certain that, let's say in the afternoon, I will have already scheduled something in my day that will soothe and comfort me. And that's the difference between self-love and self-care. Self-love is actually the act of 
showing up for yourself, being present in yourself, recognizing your needs, and knowing that even though it's going to be uncomfortable, you head into it with the intention of letting go of the energy that's keeping you separate from that love within you. And then in the afternoon, it's filled with self-care. So maybe I'll get a pedicure, which is one of my favorite things, um, or a, a massage or um, something that is going to be soothing. I'll make sure that I'm getting out into nature or go to the beach or um, a time with a, a friend who will not bring me back to that energy of sorrow, but will support me in going forwards, being more expansive. And of course, that's the reward for loving yourself. That is beautiful. I've heard similar stories before from other experts I've interviewed. I don't know if you're familiar with Rory Ray. She's so amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm interviewing her actually next Tuesday, June 7th at the same time. But I believe in our last interview, she said, sometimes I just know I would feel so much better if I had a good cry. But she was actually trained not to cry growing up. So she'll sit there and watch animal videos on YouTube or something and feel so yeah. much better afterwards. You have to sometimes actually schedule it in, especially if you're like most of us who've been trained to just hold it all together and crying is weakness. So I love that you gave that very practical example. That is great. Uh, I do see a couple more comments and a sure. question from mm -hmm. Diana in the chat. Before mm -hmm. we close out, she says, I was in a relationship for almost two years. Everything felt amazing, but it wasn't progressing. I have five kids. He has two. I think blending was an issue. I have the fear that I won't have love because of being in a large family. Me and five kids, 11 through 18. This guy was so full of empathy and thoughtfulness. He tells me I check all the boxes, but doesn't know. I miss him. I can't tell if he's a maybe man to hold on to, hope to or to fully let go. He was always showing up for me. I hear about this kind of thing all the time. Marcy, do you have any initial thoughts on this question? I do. I do. Um, I want you to know that if he was the one for you, he, he would be there. Mm. there. There would be no question. So, but I also want you to know you got really close. And do you know what that means? It means the next one will embrace all of your five children, will be so grateful for the opportunity to co-parent with you, for the opportunity to create a Brady Bunch, mm -hmm. an opportunity to create a brand new family and will have the capability and the capacity to be in that high level relationship. When somebody says to you, I don't know, it's a signal that they don't in that moment have the capacity. So one of the things that is so injurious to us and so corrosive to our sense of self and our relationship with our higher self is that we get caught up in the hope hook. The hope hook is based on what you hope is going to be what you hope they're going to be able to do, how you hope they're going to show up. We can't create from that energy, energy that is at its fullest creative force is only in the now. And so we are being shown constantly 
what is true and what is false. And as we become more and more familiar with energies, we will learn to discern it. This is also what I teach. You need to be able to discern energy and not from the outside, discerning it on the inside, discerning how that energy feels so you can recognize it no matter how it's disguised. So we look at the now. Is that person showing up? Stepping up to the plate and saying, here I am ready to love you and your five kids and um, ready to do whatever it takes. Only that person is worthy of you and your family. And of course, has the capacity to create what your heart yearns for and your heart knows that you are worthy of but it also knows that it's waiting for you. And so it doesn't want you to sacrifice, doesn't want you to take any cheap substitutes when it comes to love, because you won't be fulfilled. You must raise your vibrational frequency and put all of your force into that so that it becomes this magnetic force And that man shows up for you and says, here I am. I have been waiting for you my whole life long. That is beautiful. I love that. Don't take any cheap substitutes as it, when it comes to love, I feel like that should be a quote all over social media with your name (laughs) underneath it. I would say the exact same thing. I think that was phenomenal advice. And I think that will be helpful for everyone. I hear from so many women in that situation where the guy is really close. He's almost there, but it's not progressing. He says he's not sure. Yeah. She says, thank you. So I'm glad that was helpful. Angela says, I love that. It's so true. The right guy will embrace all of you. I did exactly. No cheap substitutes. So that mm-hmm. is phenomenal. I yep. love it. Such and great the, advice. Oh, I'm so glad it was helpful. And the other thing to remember is I always say we get these signals from the universe. It tells us how close we are. So when we have somebody that's come into our energy field that almost hits the mark, it's like a sailor out at sea who finally starts to see birds, who will see a a limb from a tree that's floating in the water. That sailor knows he is close to land. And the more that you see, the closer you are, and bam, it will be right there for you. So keep watching and be grateful that you got so close with this man and It has you salivating, thinking about what is waiting for you because you're going to have the whole package. That's another great shift. I'm getting even closer. I'm getting one step closer because I know sometimes it can feel like, oh, I have to start over. I'm back to square one. You never start over. Never. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Almost like a plane circling for landing. You think you're going in circles and you're just, but actually every single time you're getting a little closer and you're getting a little closer. As long as you're sticking to your boundaries and loving yourself and not settling for less than what you truly want and deserve. So I love that little mindset shift there. I think that's so important. We're almost to the end of the hour and I definitely wanted to save some time to talk about your course. I know you're offering a deep discount to women in my community. It's called Find Love Now. And it's about the fact that everything starts with a heart shift in you. Is that right? 
Correct. And what I've done is I've broken it down step by step into six modules. I'm teaching you through every single module um, how to discern energy, how to magnetize the energy, but also how to discern energy. Again, I'm sorry, but I think that this is the most important and valuable thing that we must learn and that is discerning energy so that, again, no matter how it's disguised, you'll know exactly what it is that you're dealing with, but you also need to know how to shift it and what to shift it to. So we are repatterning, sort of rewiring your energetic source and relationship with the source so that it becomes finely tuned and you are creating a higher and higher self-love frequency so that who you attract to you will love you too. Beautiful. If you're listening to the replay of this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or even right here on Bullhorn or anywhere else, that link will be the first link in the description or episode details. And I believe you have a promo code just for women in my community, right? Absolutely do. And um, I just want to note that um, because I know that this community in particular is ready for this level of information, I've given a $300 discount on this course. Wow. Amazing. We are all here to love and be loved. That's why we're here. I completely agree. I can include info on your self-love starter kit too. I know that's sure. really popular with women in my community. It's kind of what we've been talking about too, right? And I'm loving these comments in the chat. Angela says, I did exactly that. I have a beautiful man adoring me and it's normal to miss them. They were a great part of your life, but your sailor is out there. So amazing. I love hearing just great testimonials like that. And it's just across the yep. board when you start shifting your energy and loving yourself more, valuing yourself more, raising your standards, everything we've been talking about here today. A man just comes right into your life who wants to meet you there. And you're actually able to accept and receive that love. Again, that'll be the first link in the description or episode details. If you're listening to the replay of this, FindLove150 is the promo code. I'll include that in there too. Also, I will be back, let's see, next Tuesday, one week from today, June 7th, with Rory Ray, my brilliant mentor who I mentioned earlier at this same time, uh, 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, which is 3 o'clock Pacific. I'm going live every other Tuesday throughout the rest of this year. So if you're listening to the replay of this and you'd like to join me for my live broadcasts, I'll include links to download the Bullhorn podcast app. And it's totally free. It's really user-friendly. You can join live, get your questions answered, like all the amazing women who did today. Marcy, this was phenomenal. Thank you so much again. And I hope that we can do this again soon. I look forward to it. And I want to thank everyone here for being with us and giving us your precious time and your beautiful hearts. Thank you. Yes. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. If you're tired of struggling in your love life and you want a proven system to get into and maintain a relationship where you're consistently loved, valued, and cherished, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.